We're back after a long, long break. We finally got over the heartbreak that was the Italy loss to North Macedonia. We got Galano, Mike, and Rocco here. Julio, unfortunately, couldn't make it today, but I think he's better off. We don't want to have it. Fortunately. We don't want any actual <laughs> crying on this pod today. Um, yeah, you know, let's keep this kind of a... We'll get him for the eve of the Fiorentina-Juve uh, round two. <laughs> oh, yeah. We yeah. have to. We yeah, gotta, gotta that, that's a must. But, you know, kind of going right off the bat, that loss gets North Macedonia. Galana, I'm going to go to you first. What are your reactions to that whole loss and kind of how everything's been taken at this predictable. point? Predictable. Very predictable. You did call it. I did call it, I and I felt more and more confident the, the more... The game went on. The more the game went on. I think when we initially did the pod and we made the prediction, Kiesa was still healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the only reason, really, that I was... De- I was feeling conf... I, I was doubting why... my I was doubting my pick that Juve was going to get eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he went down, the defense injuries, Bonucci killing me. Like I felt, I didn't think that wholeheartedly that it would be to North Macedonia, but I'm not surprised that they didn't make the World Cup. And I think I think it's time to, to start anew. I think old, you got to get out with the old regime and, and start start fresh. You have, as, as I've been hammering against the entire time, I think Immobile is not the striker of the future for the Italian national team. And I think... It's time to go the, the Scamacca, Raspadori, Baradi route. Well, Baradi uh, was in the team. He was a prominent part down the right wing. Obviously, yeah. if Chiesa was healthy, Chiesa would probably sure. start there. But um, but I think it was, it's sad that it's going it, to, the saddest part for me to realize is that some players on this current Italian national team will never have, will, will, not, will not have a chance to be in the Cup. Like, there's a realistic chance that Jorginho doesn't play in a World Not Cup. Not Jorginho, to a greater extent, Verratti. Or Verratti. Yeah, yeah Verratti's going to be, I think they say he's going to be 34 when the next World Cup comes so, around. Exactly. So, that that to me brings us as there's like, there's a decade, there, a 10 year old child, no, I'm sorry, an eight year old child will not have known what Italy in a World Cup looks like. Um, yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think it's, it's, it's depressing. And I think Italy. I think the Federation made a good choice to keep Mancini, and I'm hoping that we turn it around in the next four years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with most of it. Um, I think what's kind of a bigger concern, because I think right now we have good talent up front. You know, we have people coming in like a Raspadori, like a Scamacca. Like we have those players coming in. Midfield, you can make a case that it's going to be okay. I'm concerned about the back. Like our center backs, you have Bastoni, and then, you know, do you, is Mancini a long term play? Is there someone up and coming that people don't know about? Like that, that's my biggest concern. And also Donnarumma, like he looks like a shell of what he was in the Euro. And also it's just him making that PSG move with inconsistent football is definitely a big factor. But again, like that back line and the goalkeeper stability, I think are my biggest question marks about the team because. You know, we have Badello in the midfield. We have Locatelli who are going to come in forwards. Like I said, Scamacca, Raspadori. And then we have, to a lesser extent, like Zaniolo and then Chiesa when he comes back. The center backs and the right back spot. We have Calabria at the right back, but who else besides that? So those are my biggest, you know, worries about the national team in that regard. You know, Mike, Rocco, do either of you want to comment else on that or? I think you guys are pretty much on point. Um, I mean, like, to go off the striker point with, like, Scamaca and Raspadori, like, those guys are not as young as we all think that they are. Mm-hmm. Same with Zaniolo. He's a little bit up there now. Chiesa's also, like, 20, 24 or 23? I think he's 24. 
He's not he's not a spring chicken, so to say. Yeah, but so. I think but he's are, like not even in his prime yet. No, he's yeah, not. That, that's and, kind like, of the that's kind of the argument. Right? I think the thing yeah. though is it's like it's not like there's like a group of like young Italians coming up, and I think that that's the thing that scares me the most. Um, Just saying, like the next World Cup qualifying is kind of like yeah, the last like, of, like if a good you're generation. looking at like what this group is going to be like in like you know four years. Yeah, it's. There's necessarily going to be turnover, turnover at the back, especially. But you, I'm looking at it, and it's like, well, who, like, who's going to come up? Like, is like Skamaka a world beater? No, like that concerns me. But we'll see. I mean, I the thing with Italy and like a lot of the dialogue, especially coming out of Italy, has been like Italy has no good players, and and that's just not true. You don't win a Euro by having no good players. Um, mm-hmm. That's not accidental. Um. You know, it's obviously tough, and like it, it, it bites a lot to not have Italy in the World Cup. Luckily, our boys from America got it done with that big loss that they had. And, and of all groups to be drawn in with England and Iran. Yeah, you know? it's going to be an electric match. Oh, I'm excited. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it hurts. It definitely like makes you less excited about like Calcio in general. I think like I. It's, it's rough as a fan, but I'm confident enough in Italy and in their infrastructure, which is still lagging. Like, it should be said, like, their yeah. overall soccer infrastructure is lagging. But I'm confident that when this expands to 64 teams, this shouldn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my thing is, what I've seen on Twitter and, like, on Bleacher Report in terms of, like, outrages about this result was they're more kind of what Mike touched on with the infrastructure of Italian soccer, you know, the, the the negative sentiment is that a lot of the coaches in City I don't trust the young players or give the opportunities to young players, which I think is true. And I think, you know, over the past weeks... I can think of one coach in particular who just, like, went on a whole spiel about that. Oh, that was... Um, What's his name? Allegri. Yeah, Max. It, it was Allegri, right? Larry just, <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, like, these past weeks, we've kind of seen a little bit more exposure with the younger talent. I mean, it was more of a necessity type of thing. But... What had happened was, you know, Napoli had De Lorenzo out. He has he throughout their injury, and they have a, this young Italian right back, Zanoli, who's been playing pretty well. And I think it's a more of a testament where it's like Italy has a good, you know, has decently good youth that comes up and plays on these teams. They just get no burn. You know, like I've got I've got concerns with the idea that just like plugging in young Italians fixes the problem because I don't. Like I've I've seen that exact criticism. It's like, oh, like yeah, there are too many foreigners in Italy. It's like if the foreigners are going to be better, they deserve to play, and that in turn makes the Italians that are playing against them better. And I also think like the the bigger problem about that is like the inflated transfer value that is tied to every Italian player. Like the the asking price for Scamacca this year is going to be like forty million euro yeah. plus. Is Scamacca a forty million euro player? Yes. Or yeah, there uh, it is. I don't know, man. Like if he if Scamacca were like Serbian, right? Like I don't think he pulls that much money. I think I think a lot of it is tied with his nationality. If he were Serbian, he'd be Vlaovic. Um. No, I, th- I think that's a fair point. I think it's kind of what you see, you know, with sometimes with English players, right? Where it's like they, like Agrius, for example, 100 million well, pound all player. They're the best at their position. But yeah. what I'm saying Declan is like... Declan Rice. Declan Rice, 150 million 150 dollar player. 150 million pounds. But again, 
you know, the same, it, it's that argument, but in Italy version where it's like it, within Italy, these players are a little bit inflated because they do treasure the domestic talent. Meanwhile, abroad, a Scamacca would probably go for, if let's say an English team is buying him 20 mil, right? I think that's fair to say mm-hmm. he's in that range. No, I think an English player, English teams just pay more, like as a general rule, then they just go even above that standard when it comes to English Players. Okay, so if Skamaka would go Skamaka, to, if Skamaka would go to in Italy for forty million, he would go to England for fifty. He's, I think he's going to go like they're going. Sassuolo is going to ask for like fifty. Yeah, like they're they're going to ask for like forty yeah. plus. I yeah. think, Eng, like an English team could probably pluck him at like thirty five to forty. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, look at the Locatelli situation. Like Arsenal offered like what forty five fifty million for Locatelli. Yeah. He chose Juve for two dollars. Well, that that was, that was just trying to get, that was that was that was trying to change <laughs> him from, from now. that that was. <laughs> That was Arsenal trying to change his mind with more money, though. I think that's a different story. No, I think it's because they were willing to offer Sassuolo more money. It's just the way it was. I don't know. They have more money to throw around. The English clubs are are lucrative because they're run properly. So, um. Rocco, any thoughts on Italy? I remember my first uh, time on this pod. We were talking about Italy. I said, what are the chances Italy gets through? And I wanted to make a bold claim on my first episode i said 100 percent italy's in the world cup you with the curse of the 100 they didn't, they didn't even make it to a place where it's a 50 50 shot and now here we are i want to say this one thing though it's like we're all sitting here like talking about like the systemic failures of italian soccer but on the pitch italy should never have lost to north macedonia like i don't care if if like those things can all be true but also they should be there like it's it's crazy well i mean it, you say they should be there, but it's like they still had to go through Portugal. Like it's not like you win North Macedonia, you're in. Like they still had a tough game of waiting for them, regardless. But but, I, but he but like the point that Rocco's making is it's like these are eleven dudes. Like none of them would get into the Italy squad, and we got right beat by them. Like it, Italy, obviously, I thought like, Italy played really well. Yeah, they, they were the game. better team, and like it sucks that it was my boy Berardi who like missed the sitter and stuff like it's that. A few. Yeah, like it's rough, and like games like that are going to happen. But like, you should be able to play through that and still win if you're Italy against a team like North Macedonia. See, this is a situation where having more Italy players on Juve would help if they got that Grinta, as Julia would be talking about, and they would have been able. I got, I got to start making a tally of like all the times we say Grinta on a pod and just you know give it to Julia saying you need to double this every time I'm, I'm going to be honest I feel much better about the way Italy didn't qualify this go around than I did 4 years ago and that might be because I still have the high of the euro behind me but the talent is so much better than it was You're 100% years ago. right. Well, I also right. think it come, but, came into the coach too though. Well yeah sure. that's what I was going to say like yeah. they they had like a prov- like a provincial team coach coaching the nazionale and then they looked bad against Sweden. Like, they looked legitimately atrocious. At least Italy should have won this game. Yeah. And then Ronaldo would have scored eight penalties against us. Probably. Um, I, to the to the outrage in Italy, I think I really hate the whole there's too many foreign players in the league. I, I, yeah. I really hate it because it has its roots in different parts of different issues in Italy that we're not going to go into. Yeah. I think to Mike's point, if the players are good enough, they should, they shouldn't matter the foreign players. Exactly. Yeah. And to that end is like, we have half, I I think what Jorginho, Emerson, uh, uh, Joao Pedro that played like Toloi. Toloi. They're not, they're not, they weren't born in Italy. 
right? Yeah. So like we're we're the benefactor of these foreign players coming to play in the league. So I don't understand what this out this outrage is about. And I think it, I think Italy should just the, the only people they have to look to blame is the fact that they're not. I think there's I think there's a mentality amongst the coaches. If I were to pinpoint one particular thing, it's this whole thing about you know you win. You win, uh, you win in uh, in Serie A, or you have a successful season, or you're a proven goal scorer in your 20s, in your early 20s to late 20s. You therefore are earned the right, no matter how poor or how out of shape you are, that at 36 you can still play. That to me is a, over a 21 year old who is proving on the pitch that he's far better than you and deserves a place to play on the mat, uh, in the pitch. They're not going to get an opportunity because the guy has served his time as a 36 year old. Yeah, you you say that. As our cat wanted to slap you with the atrocity that you said, I was jumping on our table with the bell. But, you know, you say that, but these coaches are still yielding results in the leagues, right? Like Conte, for example, is a perfect, perfect like, situation. Yeah, in the league, but not in Europe. Right. Yeah, but. And that's, that's the reason why. I, I agree with you in that, but I'm saying it's like in Italy, for some reason, everyone prioritizes winning the domestic league than actually being relevant in Europe when you think about it. Like, how many times have you heard Italian coach saying, okay, we're going to now only be part of the Scudetto? Like, Scudetto's always I the mean, first thing to talk there about. There are a lot of reasons why that's the case. And, like, I think money is primarily it, right? You want to lock up UCL to get that cash. I don't know if we need to go there. It's like, unlock what's wrong with a national, uh, national team. Like, there's there, there are a lot of different factors. And I think, like, the annoying thing is that after there's a couple of games like this, every single time, everyone on Twitter just wants to push their own agenda. So I've seen things saying yeah. that it's like too many foreigners is a big one. Um, I've seen one that's like not enough physical education uh, <laughs> for in Italian schools. Yeah, like I, I've seen that that's one of it. Um, just like I've seen it blaming on the stadiums. And it's like, yeah, like all of these things play into like a bigger issue yeah, but that's not why Italy lost the game to North Macedonia. Like it's just not, uh, like they played the same system and they locked up effectively. Like while I think Italy played better, like North Macedonia locked up pretty well. Like, yeah, that was a good defensive performance. They blocked a lot of shots. Yeah, they did. They threw a lot of bodies in the way. We just don't have a number nine. If I, like, yeah, simple as that. I was seriously advocating for Balotelli to play. Did, yeah. he, did he wind up being in that squad? No, no right? No. I didn't think so. I was like, I don't know. So you, 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 a game like that, draw Pedro, draw Pedro should come on sooner than. Yeah, I think Mancini Late was substitutions old. just drive me crazy, yeah. and I see them all the time, or I did when I used to watch soccer uh, <laughs> on Juve, where Max would like bring on. You do platoon swaps. Yeah, but like yeah. on seventy-eight minutes, and be like, "Why didn't we win?" He brought in the new kid uh, in the 89th minute. For like, like, what what purpose does that serve? Barocco yeah, said insane. this while we were watching the game, and I agreed with it then. Okay, and, okay. and like, I was, he was like, Italy should not be going for the game in the 89th minute. Just hold back. I did say that. And I remember wait saying to get that. Get to 30 minutes, and then sure enough, what happens is like it backfires in the exact way that like Rocco was talking about. And like, it's not like Rocco's knows more than it's true. I do Mancini, <laughs> but you know, Mancini, like they, they, they were playing like they needed to get a goal in that minute. And I didn't really understand the urgency there. They exposed yeah, they were themselves pushing way too hard. To I think Donnarumma game. probably should have stopped that, but it's, it's harsh. I yeah. think it's harsh to put it on be like, it's one shot. Yeah, how do you, it was a good shot. Where do you, where do you blame that? Maybe he's out of position. Yeah. 
Like I, I, he was screened by a defender too. I think informed Donnarumma makes that save. A hundred percent comfortably. Agree. Um, Would present day Buffon make that save? The fact that I'm even thinking about it. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I'm, I'm thinking is like maybe his positioning is Probably, better. I don't know. I think it's like you can make that argument. What do you think? The defense would have been more organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, also, the late sub for Chiellini. What? Very strange. I thought Chiellini was going to score. I thought it was coming on. He was doing his like king. Yeah, I thought it was because Mancini got hurt. I thought like the Mancini had some type of like strain or something. I thought that's why they made the change. I know. I thought Mancini actually played pretty well. Yeah, I was about to say, you, you're not a Mancini cheerleader at all. Um, but I, the options that were left on the bench, uh, I mean, Skamaka apparently was hurt, right? He couldn't play. Yeah, they said that he, I think he, had, like, he picked up a knock in training. Raspadori came on too early. Immobile was invisible for... So was Insignia. And, well, I mean, who, who should not have been on the bench. I mean... He scored one goal. To, we want one goal from open play yeah. this entire year. Why is he still starting? Let's open that vein. Yeah, for a the, the, he is the perfect, perfect example of what I was talking about. Where he proved he was good for like a five-year stretch, and because he was really great in that five-year stretch, they owe it to him. Yeah, my thing. To play. My thing that pissed me off about it was I felt like Mancini thought. Because remember when the Euro, their system was with Insignia cutting inside from the left. You had Spinozola having that wing to free yeah, room. Yeah. I think Mancini was, he kind of tricked himself with things like, okay, Emerson can fit that role identically. When, when you think about it, when Emerson had the ball, he was also cutting inside. So you had no one on the left that but actually was wide enough to. that Insignia is still the same player that he was. No, and he's just not. No, but what I'm saying is, I thought. And he wasn't good then. What I'm saying is, Mancini, I thought, was too naive to think that the same system will work with different players. Like, that's what I thought was kind of why he kind of kept that system as it was. And it didn't work out down the left side. Oh, Insignia sucks. What do you guys Oh, think? we know I'm on that train. Insigne? Yeah, no, I'm with that. Right? Like, he's just, ab- he was absolutely awful. He's terrible. He was absolutely I just feel like I don't know when he makes big impacts, at least for Italy. I don't know. Well, because he's not fast. He's not big. He's he, not like he's, he hits across once every five he times. He seem like a winger, right? Like I don't know. No. He doesn't have like the build or that's the why speed. Ventura tried like, to put him in the midfield. That all makes sense <laughs> now. He was seeing. He was playing four okay. D chess. Insigne is Brahim Diaz. I no, no, I said it. Nah, he's he's better than Brahim. No, nope, I, I don't think so. Being really no, he definitely. I really, I think they're the same player. Brahim doesn't have the ability to hit like like one thing about Insigne is like over the course of his career, like he has that. Good curling shot. I will say it's a lot easier to get a shooting opportunity from the from the width than it is from the middle. So we don't. We may not know. Yeah, but he might have it in his bag. Free roam when he plays. I I just I I mean I've been on the Brahim's kind of lackluster bandwagon for a while. And then when when all your hopes are dashed, he he helps in the winner against Inter Milan. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is like Insigne has like had seasons where he's gotten two twenty or like near twenty goals in Italy, right? Like, well, yeah, but like how 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 long ago he's like peak Saudi? Yeah, and how and that's uh, that's what four years ago now. Yeah, but it's it's not you know like to go off of that, it's like like peak Saudi, like yeah, like but they had Iguain who was like scoring for that. Who's who's taking goals away from Brahim Diaz right now on Milan? Nobody, (laughs) you know, if he if he were that prolific, he'd have the opportunity. Yeah. should we move into? Yeah, we're going to we're going to go domestic. We, we just had it. We 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 got twenty minutes of good riddance to Insigne in the national team. That's all I have. To say. And Immobile, Immobile, hope. I feel, hope. Immobile, I feel a little bit worse about. To be honest, why? Why? I. 
I, someone was looking, I was listening to the other day, like he might win the Capo Capo four years in a row. Like put that into perspective, right? Like he's incredible in Serie A. And I think, he, yeah, he's put in some really bad, very poor performances, but I don't blame the first World Cup miss on him. No, no, no. I don't think I, anybody that, is. That's Ventura for sure. I don't. I don't blame Immobile for that. And then, I. I don't know. I think he scapegoated a little bit more than he should be. Last thing I'll say on yeah. Italy. I'm going to pose the question: Do you take a Euro win for two missed World Cups in a row? Because I think that, like on paper, like you have to take. Yes. You have to take I, I, the major well, trophy. Yeah, because it's it's a major trophy, and two, it's like even if you qualify for the World Cup. There, you could probably say there's. We would have gotten bounced in the group stage anyway. Exactly, you can make an argument that depending like on how the draw or went or how the knockout stages worked out, we could have been facing a, a, an arguably harder road than we faced in the Euro, right? Like you can make that argument in a World Cup. So I think the fact that we got a major inter international trophy in that time frame, I take that trophy. Also, the way the Euro happened, like yeah, the, no the, the teams, the teams we, like, the yeah. teams that they threw on the gauntlet. It was like. It, it was Austria, which was hard. I don't know. That went to that was the only, that was that was Belgium. Time. We wiped the floor with Spain. We sucked, and, and we, we somehow and pulled England it out. England was just the greatest. That, cherry that, on top that of England it. win. Oh my <laughs> it's god! Still one of the greatest moments ever. Got on a blacked out. I, I did black out. They won. And he wasn't even that drunk, and then he because they won passed out on our couch. Champagne. Um, all right, Serie. Yeah. So Let's start at the top. Oh. <laughs> You're still at the, the top. top You're still at the top. You are yeah, technically I mean, at the top. Let's, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, how are you feeling with your team on top of City Hour right Fucking now? not good, man. And it's like all the things I've been saying are coming true. Someone want to guess the last time Milan has scored two goals in a game? Isn't it back in like November? No, not. That's crazy. <laughs> they did against Three Inter. Three weeks ago. They scored two one time after that. On February 19th against Salernitana, who, Ooh. let's all remember, they drew that game. <laughs> <laughs> Their results after that, 1-1, Udinese. Okay, not good, but Udinese can play. 1-0 against Napoli, that was, a, that was a gritty win, but still only one goal in the game. Uh, after that, 1-0 Empoli. After that, 1-0 Cagliari. After that... Nil nil Bologna. I'm seeing a trend. And then after that, nil nil Torino. This team has no firepower. They're dropping points. Yeah, Torino's good. Bremer is a very good defender, but come good. on. What are we doing? You're supposed to be winning the Scudetto or at least fighting for it, and you can't put up a goal, man? Like against against Bologna or Torino, there's 180 minutes of scoreless play. Like more than that, obviously, but. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. There's nothing, and and teams have figured it out. And it's exactly what I've said, a f like a few times on this podcast. If you just pay attention to Leao, Milan has nothing, nothing going on offensively. They cannot score. They're playing very well defensively. Like Kalulu has look looked, great. Kalulu and Tamori are, are yeah, center back pairing for the that's future. That's been like incredible and great luck. I don't know if it's luck or if it's like maybe Maldini is a genius or something <laughs> i don't know but like kalulu looks really good tamori's great the wingbacks are pretty good you know i think teo's not having as good of a year as he had last year but just he's signed still, an extension 
Yeah, I mean, he's good. Like, you have to do that, I think. The midfields look strong. Even though you're losing Kessie, like, you're... You, like, you're going to be okay. I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Next be year, fine. we get Pobega back to... signed somewhere yet? No, but it's, like, reported that it's a done deal with Barca. Barcelona. I think, like, you'll be fine with Tonali and Benacer and Pobega, and then they'll probably reinforce. But this attack is just atrocious. I mean... Leao's good, and he's having a good season, but he can't do it by himself. He's like 21 years old. Giroud, he had his hot period where he scored his bag of goals for the season, but like you can't count on him it. to score. Zlatan is not playing at all play. and gets paid $6 million net a season. And yeah. they're reporting that he's trying to get seven this upcoming for this new contract. If they're they going to sign him back, it's pay so him. stupid. They're 100% going to so pay It's so goddamn stupid. They just, should just move on and get Belotti. Real quick, Leao turns 23 in June, um, so he sorry. won't be a spring chicken under your <laughs> definition. That's right. we got to get rid of him. Sell high. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, like, the right side is an absolute joke. Bar that goal from, like, Messias against Atletico, he's just not had a good year. Um, Salamakers is not... I mean, he's not, like, a winger. He always plays in the wing spot, but he has no offensive... Yeah, he's, like, a right... You're real right, right wingers right on the bench that no one wants... Best-dressed guy in Italy. Talking about Ante? With the, with the tattoos. Castillejo. I was going to oh, say I Samu. mean, Samu has <laughs> transcended I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never forget. I saw I saw a team sheet where it was like, oh yeah, Castillejo is out with injury. When, <laughs> when has he played? <laughs> he hasn't played all season. Healthy scratch. But I have I have a question for you about Milan. Because in, in all over Twitter and in, in the newspapers, that they're getting rumors of all these attacking talent like Skamaka, like Traore, and you have Baradi on and off, right? Like, are you at least enthused by all these rumors that are coming about? I just don't know where this money is coming from, right? Like, people are talking about it. And it's like, Skamaka is going to be an a high asking price. And I've seen stuff saying that Milan's out on him. I'd love if they could get Skamaka because he scores a million goals every time he comes to San Siro. So playing 18 games there would be yeah exciting as hell. But 19. I'm sorry, 19. Um, Rocco's really fact-checking the shit <laughs> on us today. On um, I don't know enough about uh, recent happenings. He's also 6'5". Yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, it's a really big boy. I'd like to see Berardi. I think Traore would be a fun player to get. He looks very good. Um, but, uh, you know, like the, the biggest links that I've seen are Renato Sanchez and uh, Botman. Which make no sense. No, they make no sense. You're, you're filling positions that you don't <laughs> need fucking depth for. Well, well, Botman, I can see you actually <laughs> needing don't. depth Botman, for. No. You might. Yeah. Botman, you, you might. Botman, well, you might. Well, because Romagnoli. Romagnoli leaving, you have three center backs on the on the roster. Yeah, but if well, Kyer comes back, you know, like, okay. Even with, with Kyer, you have three. You, you tell me you're going to well, bring don't in. forget Gabia. Yeah, like, you're going to, you, you, that, you can, people. I think you can ride with those four. With Kalulu playing could. the way that he is, yeah, but the thing is, like, you can. need that back because Kiar's old no, as Kalulu it is. Kalulu and Tomori are at an age where they can play every day. No, I'm not. I'm not saying Kiar in terms of starting. I'm saying like the fact that he's older. You're essentially going to be half a season but, with but, him. But, but, but with his injury concerns. Regardless of that, right? Regardless of Kiar, like, I think you you need to focus on the attack. Like, if this is if this Agreed. run of a two months of play is not evidence enough of it. Like, they can't generate goals. They don't yeah. have a goal scorer, and there's no creative force when Leal gets double teamed on the left-hand side, which is what every team is doing right now. Like, And and two two things that I'll say. Um, if Milan win the Scudetto, 
this will be the weakest Scudetto winning team since like the Agreed. first Juve team Agreed. that won the Scudetto. <laughs> the first Conte team. Was, I'm sorry, yeah, 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 the first Conte version. Um, I agree. The Vucevic Juve team. Vucinich. And two. Vucinich. Vucevic. Chicago Bulls out here. Uh, <laughs> and then two, though, if Milan lose the Scudetto, which like seems like it's going to happen if they come in second... They did it to themselves. They, yeah. they, you have no one to blame. Inter went on a horrible run of form, and you just matched them. Like you just gave it back to them. We had the opportunity to be up by like six points at this point, but you drop points to mid-level teams. Like it's so disappointing and so Milan. It feels like watching like Milan from like twenty twenty right before the pandemic when they were atrocious. They came back and they like they heated up and like purely worked magic there. But like watching this Milan team, it's like there's no creativity, there's nothing exciting going on, and if they lose it, it's on them. Uh, Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I've been saying this for weeks. We've got like how many games are left now? I think there's six. Yeah, six games for Milan, seven games for Inter. If Inter wins the game that they have in hand, they're a point up, right? Like, I mean, with six games left, like I, this is just. We were looking just at we were looking at the Milan schedule earlier today, and it's not easy. It's brutal. It's not e- you only know what the sh- the shitty thing is though is it's like with Milan, I'd almost expect them to pick up more points against tough competition. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, yeah, in your, in your big games, you guys have had all positive results. I don't I don't think you've... Have you lost a game against the big teams? Probably. I mean, we... Uh, not Inter. Inter, you tied and you won. Napoli, I think you drew and you won. No, we lost the first leg against Napoli, I believe. You did? I, I think so. I'll check that right now. Regardless, the teams that you're playing up against, they're not going to be easy. Like, you have no. Verona. Well, Atalanta's off form, right? That's one but of they're them. they're going to get up for that one. It's going to be towards the end of the season, too. Yeah, I mean, Lazio... Is yeah, and then, and then Fiorentina, your home Sassuolo, against Marco's second team, the fourth place winners right here. So we have, in hot. we play Genoa <laughs> tomorrow, and that that's the real litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Inter drew against Genoa. They're no I joke. know, but that's another thing. Like, uh, it's uh, and, and then you have the Coppa in between that and the Lazio. Coppa is going to be a big, a big one. Yeah. They yeah. should just blow the Copa. The thing is, like, both of the teams want to blow the Copa. Well, the, you know <laughs> both the, teams are trying so hard to not win the Scudetto. It really the, is. The thing is, is, like, Milan's got to get one trophy this year, I think. Like, <laughs> I, if, if they got to uh, win the Copa. I think Juve's got to get one trophy this year. I mean, they're going to get a few. I mean, you spend half a billion in the in the winter. No. Half a billion. No, I'm just kidding. That's all I've got on, on Milan. So, I mean, so two things. Uh, fact check myself. He would play 20 games at San Siro, counting the Inter game. That's an away game. This is this is high-level analysis <laughs> that we're getting here, guys. This is what the subscribers No, it's not 20. For. Oh, no, it is 20. You're right. Sorry. Sorry, Jeez. my bad. Jeez, Marco. God. Anyway, um, remember in, like, January when there were all these rumors... Or there was, like, a day when there was a rumor, Kulusevski to Milan, and I was like, that would be such a good move. But he wasn't a fantastic player or whatever. You mean the best signing in Premier League and history? Say, now he's voting <laughs> all over the Premier League. Yeah, it's taught him of all fucking places. Dude, what is... We were, he's at, we were at the gym the Incredible. other day and they had the Tottenham game on. <laughs> and every time I picked my head up, it was like Kulusevsky on a dangerous run. Like, And it's like he scores. And Looking like, up. Yeah. Like making passes, yeah. like what? <laughs> Running in multiple different directions. <laughs> no, what, what's, what's even better is the praise about Bentancourt. They said in two years he's going to be the best midfielder in the Premier League. Dude, <laughs> I saw I saw someone say Romero is going to be the best defender in the world one day. Uh, okay, hold on, Romero. 
I've, I'm a big fan of. I do like Roman. I thought he was great. He never actually got a shot at you, though. No, he didn't. He never did. And he was. I thought he was the best defender in Serie A last year. So. Well, he won it, didn't yeah. he? Oh, he did. Hot take, Gaetano. He was the yeah. He literally he won. He won. Oh, I had, he I won. Had no def- he won def- I, I think they call it like defender MVP. Or something I had like no that. idea. I didn't, yeah. did not know he yeah. won. I and, and also, like you have to look at that with like really quick sidetrack. Those players are Conte players. They like are. like a lot of them have quality that Conte can use. Yeah. So. You know, it, it's more of like They're a, not creative at all. Follow <laughs> instructions. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, run Kulu, hard and t- well, do what Kulu, I say. Well, assist numbers would say otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, it, out of your pickings of the Sassuolo players, which one would you take on Milan right now? Oh, easily Skamaka. Easily over Bradley. Are you Bradley or Traore on the right? I think that spot? The, I think we need. I think we need a. Uh, we need a striker like. I think yeah. layout plus a striker is more potent than like two wingers crossing the ball into nobody. Because that's, gotcha. that's the other thing is it's like, I guess like, I don't know, like in that hypothetical world, does Milan still get Belotti? Like if they don't take Skamaka, because then I guess you take one of the wingers. But I don't know. I, I think that they really need a number nine who doesn't wear number They're nine. They're saying Origi. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've I've seen Origi like getting. <laughs> I'm not. Cheated. I'm not gonna lie. I I think I think it said yeah, he could do decently well. I do too. I, I love think the comments fun. on it. The Liverpool fans are great. They like one minute he'll like look like he doesn't give a care at all about playing soccer professionally, <laughs> and then he'll score like a backheel goal in the 90th minute to win the Champions League. He'll be, he'll be yeah, he'll be your incredible. super sub. He'll be your super sub. He only super sub. No, who's no, gonna no. start? What I'm saying is, he's only like when you think about it all this time at Liverpool. Yeah. Every time he gets up on, he scores. Like that whole. The thing is, like, I love Giroud as much as the next guy. I think a little bit more. Yeah, I think. I think, I think love is an understatement. But let's be honest, you're. He's supposed to be the backup to your starter, who has, I think has played less than ten games. I think less than five. It's insane. Yeah. Insane. Like you should probably pick a younger guy who can at least grant you like a bill, like availability. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's tough. I mean, look, Maldini's like, a genius though. Something's going to, they, they're going to, don't worry. You had, you had that evil sarcastic smirk. No, on I don't. They're going to win this. They're going to win Serie A this year. Oh my God. And the Coppa. They're going to win Serie A on like 73 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Um, my is it is it? Yeah, Inter's yeah, turn? it's it's Inter's turn. You guys are you guys are second. We are, right? Yeah, you guys are second. <laughs> you guys are second. It's a miracle. I think we went what like a month and a half no, without winning. No, God, you know what game you got to talk about? Oh hell yeah, <laughs> justice, 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 justice. <laughs> Uh, it's about damn time. I think Juve have lost what twice in in the J, and it's both <laughs> like uh, that was the first time I think you beat them in like ten years yeah. at their stadium or something like yeah, that. Yeah, twi- two times in ten years. Okay, you'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> um, that was honestly, that was a feisty game. It was a feisty game that we got absolutely shellacked. We should not have been anywhere in that game. We should have been down three nothing at halftime. That 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 was the most Juve. That was like the last remnants of Conte me- mentally mentality in yeah, that team. We looked like Juve in that. It game. was a, it was like a it was like a ritual where it's like to give your credence to Conte. You had a, you went a Conte style I, win at the. I J. don't know. Yeah, um, I'm sure we're gonna discuss 
one of the most bright line penalties I've ever seen. Um, so, <laughs> God, you want to make Rocco like just jump off a cliff? No, I mean that's the last time I watched soccer. So. <laughs> I have some some memories of that game. Uh, um, no, I think you you've dominated that. You've time. absolutely crushed us. I think we we can't. We've been in bad form for a month, a month and a half. And you had the international break. Um, we had the international break. The only, the last game we played well in was probably one of the Liverpool games, to be honest. It was one uh, at Anfield. The one at Anfield was the last time we yeah. actually really played well. Um, and, and we, yeah, we won at Anfield. But after that, it's been just like series of draws. Like we've been looking anemic offensively. Lautaro looks awful. Um, Zeko looks, you know, he misses a lot of chances. Correa is getting back into the swing of things. And the midfield looks exhausted. The midfield looks absolutely exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't blame them. They have no they have no substitutes back there. So what, what do you expect? Um, a lot of those midfielders, Gallardini, Vicino, are Spalletti holdovers. Like, what do you, like, I don't understand how you can expect anything differently from them. Um, in terms of the Juve game, um, I think the playbook... With Vlaovic, though I don't think many people could do could get away with you it. Could get away with it. Like Kayar did it in, in one game. Well, they, they didn't. Re- then he got. It, but it, yeah. it didn't work. He no, Kayar got, got, got carded, and he's also older, so he couldn't keep up with Vlaovic. But the but the game plan is to get physical with him as much as you possibly can. Yeah, because he's, he's a big guy. Than, he's, he's a big guy. Than most but that's the play. You got to You got to be physical with him. I know. And I saw a lot of Juve fans giving Vlaovic like crap for it. I. He's not to blame for the loss, right? Like Skriniar is going to do that to almost every. I, you blame. Uh, I blame Vlaovic uh, for oh everything. Oh my god! <laughs> Rocco is Vlaovic's biggest fan and harshest critic, and there's no in between. Well, it's, it's all because it's it's in there. It's it, all no, it's tied because of of Dybala. That's that's the reason why. That's the reason why. Um, no, I thought I thought Juve. I was surprised. Allegri went. With that way, where they were like going after, they were it. they were playing offensive football. I couldn't. I I was still shocked. I think if I'm Inter, I probably would have been shocked by it too because you played them the first two times this year, you dominate them at home. There was a a dubious penalty to say the least, and then you dominate them for 120 minutes in the in the super, super cup. But it took you 120 minutes. It took to us 120 minutes to score a freaking goal. So, um, I think you know. Though, did we deserve the win? Absolutely not. But hopefully, this turns the tide for the Scudetto, and it looks like it's already doing so with the 2 0 win against Verona. Yeah. Um, and Verona's not a bad side. They're a good side. Listen, Juve looks encouraging. Uh, I, if I, uh, if they could play like that every, every, uh, every week, that I'm sure Juve fans would sign up for that. But, um, but I got to ask Rocco penalty or no penalty? So I'll say this first for 44 minutes, that was like the best. Like most enjoyable watching for Juve I've had all season. Like watching them beat the hell out of Inter. They were. And it's like, yeah, they're not scoring, but it was I mean it was you all, felt it was on the cards. You, you felt it was common, yeah. Forty yeah. fifth <laughs> minute. No, it was forty fourth and, and then half. what was it like another twenty minutes of VAR at that point to determine how the, the first half played out? Like I don't know. Here we go. Is it a pen? I've I've separated myself from from <laughs> soccer because I don't want to get so emotionally invested. Can we take a poll here for the for the, the pen? Dude was like 
facing away from goal, as far from the goal as you could be in the penalty area. I get, like, by the books, a foul in the box is a penalty, but I don't know. I think in a vacuum, I wouldn't have called that a pen, personally. Um, being an Inter fan and, real, and remembering the first game where I still have the image of Dumfries with that penalty, like... I'm just like, this is just, it balances out, and there you go, it's a wash. Now, fast forward four seconds. And you're saying the, which the, one? The, the encroachment? The encroachment. That, that to me is ridiculous. Bro. Nobody, first of all, that's never called. It's, it's that, never called. We but nonetheless, yeah. the ball went in the net. The ball went in the net. There's, there's no reason to even call it back. The ball went in. I, like, so I think that. They called a foul on Hakan, but if they reviewed it, they would have, saw, they would have seen no foul. Right. So I think they made a stupid call because I don't think there was a foul on Sean Loglu. Yeah. And then they were like... Double down. Yeah. Let's just run <laughs> Double down bag. stupidity. Well, well, yeah. So the, re- yeah, the thing is, like we've always said on, on the pod, the rule is a clear and obvious error is made. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. The guy originally called a foul on Hakan, right? Yeah. If it doesn't go to VAR, if there's no like encroachment, then what the hell happens? Like they already called the stop for the VAR, so then what's the ruling? They but like, s- are they even looking at VAR for encroachment, or were they like, let's see if that was actually a foul? And then this. Well, listen, they, they never clarified that, did like, they? Show me a hundred penalties in yeah. professional soccer, and I will show you a hundred plays where there's encroachment. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I, I that's like if they would have been like no foul, I would have been like, all right, fair, fair. No, I agree. I don't think that was a foul. The encroachment was just encroachment. That's when, that's when I shut the TV off and stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah, um, they that the refs absolutely that was a mess. That was a mess. It was a it, listen. It's a tough game to referee, especially when both teams are like at each other. Granted, I think you made a comment in our in our chat about Lautaro being sent off. I think in any other game, he is sent Dude, off. His, so his the yellow card that he got for kicking Locatelli in the face. Yeah, like. I that, don't think there was any malice. No, I don't think that's a red, but that's definitely a yellow. Right. I think it's a yellow. Yeah. I don't even think like some people, you know, like the term like orange card. I don't think, I think it was a straight yellow. Yeah. Like it was unintentional, but it's dangerous play because your foot shouldn't be there. That eye swelled up like a motherfucker. Yeah. Holy yeah. yeah. shit. Well, and Locatelli's toast now, isn't he? Like he, I think oh, he that I don't know. his MCL or yeah, something. Yeah. He busted it. At like the, I, thought it was his, in that I thought it was his foot. Yeah. 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 I thought it was his foot. Uh, On that player? No. No. He came out later in the first half. Okay. He's hurt. Um, and then he stomped on someone, right, or something? like. It was him and Kilini were going for a 50-50 ball. Kilini wins it. And on the foul through Lautaro's uh, boot was studs up. get onto Kilini. When it's like, oh, if, if he didn't have a yellow, that would be a yellow. That's bullshit. That's dumb. That I agree with That's you. Bullshit. Like the fact, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I credit more to the fact that, like, in a big match like this, you wanted to see go 11 v 11. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if it's a clear yellow, you got to you got to give the that, yellow. I thought that one was more on the fence of a yellow, to be honest, because it's a 50 50. Because it's a follow through, I guess. Followed, it, nonetheless, but if he got sent off, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have been like, that's that's fucked. But up. there also there also should have been know? a lot more cards in the game as a whole, though, too. When yeah, you, it was a very like there there was game. one play to to defend Vlaovic, but there's one play where Vlaovic went for a header and oh. then Skriniar completely undercut him. I, what is it? in basketball? Isn't there like an accumulation foul or something like that? Where like, no, you like you like hand check. They'll let the first one go, but after like the third time, they're going to call the foul. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's a repeat Skriniar, offender. It's Skriniar a repeat should offender. have gone something like yeah. that because what he was doing to Vlaovic each time may not. 
was bordering each time was bordering on a foul. Yeah. But collectively, like that they were yellow. Yeah. Like at least. Yeah. He should he should have walked away. Not- I think that usually there's like an accumulation sort of that's in what soccer, I soccer, I think like Yeah, it's like, I, a, it's, like a, it's like a repeat like, offender. You see like referees be like one, two, three, like add I, a guy like this I is think your a, third foul. On accumulation alone he should have gone uh, yeah. at least a card. Yeah. And I think that would have probably made a the difference there because exactly. because Mitch, he wouldn't be as aggressive defending him exactly that's what changed in the game with Fiorentina and Milan yeah. where Kyer was he got a yellow then he then he got a yellow and it was game over there was there was such a funny scene it was like near the end of the game and um, Juve won a corner and Bastoni like was the defender on the ball and him and Alexandro go out of bounds because like the tackle momentum brought them there. Alexander trying to put the ball in the corner flag, or he started taking throw. I forget what it was, and you see in the camera angle Bastoni holding his leg like this, <laughs> and Sandra's like trying to yank it away from him, and you and you see Bastoni go, "Don't let him take it." Don't, I, he literally said, "I got him." It's just like this. It was like the game was absolutely insane, and well, it, it was the first full capacity stadium I think in the whole season. I think so. Would you say Inter showed Grinta? In that game, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the final score of that game? Why not? I don't know what happened after. Cor- Cortomuso at its finest. God. You would have thought. You would have thought a leg wait, was wait, our wait, coach, wait, and you guys. Wait, had wait, what's, what's Cortomuso? Like I the bare know. minimum. Oh, it like like the winning nose. Nose. Yeah, yeah. Like a, in, it's a term Got from it. like horse racing. Some would say fino alle fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Rago had the best tweet during that game. He goes. Now Allegri would come out saying, this is why I play defensive. You play offensively, you don't win that the game. That is the concern because in, against Cagliari, that, you, that was back no, to the old ways. No, Cagliari got a very early goal. And then that kind of shook Juve a bit. And then Juve kicked it up again. Like, okay, let's get this. And they... they well, they need to go a man down. Yeah. They need to go a goal down yeah. to start up again. Yeah, they, they boss that. I'm not going to lie. Gaiety, in terms of the environment, was insane. It was, it was lively. Yeah. It I got to ask a silent uh, Milan supporter here. Was that a pen? Gonna abstain from no, this one. you can't. I think it's a soft one. Um, I don't know. I, I, when people are like back to net and they get called on the penalty, that's one thing that really grinds my gears, if you will. Yeah, especially when they like back into the person. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's I, I never like that call. Like, I understand that technically, but it's like that's not a goal scoring well, opportunity. Yeah, also, like, Dumfries did get stepped on. Like that's the thing. Is like, yeah, sure. he does. Like, mean, he does like yeah. the back move, but he does get st- like stomped on, not like aggressively, but you know, it does kind of inhibit using his foot. So I, that's probably the angle that they used. But oh, uh, you know what we forgot to talk about with Milan real quick? <laughs> Anyone seen those awful fourth kits that they've got? That's why on? you guys lost. That's why you guys drew. My God, those are so <laughs> bad. Awful, absolute awful. What are worse? Those are the Puma ones. The what's called the third kits. Oh, I mean the third kits are fine. They just just look like t-shirts, right? Like (laughs) it's fine. The white ones with the stripes coming out of it Uh are just so goddamn. So all right, all right. Also, honestly, if you guys lose a scudetto, that's why. I I I know that in the 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 UVA fourth ones. The which ones? The blue. The they look like ones that they just yeah like stained glass or whatever. Let me see. No, what is going? on? What's worse, that jersey or one of the Maradona Napoli ones? Those are beautiful. At least like the Maradona Napoli jerseys like mean something. These are just fucking <laughs> stupid, you know. Like, like at least yeah. it's like oh, like you know, Mar- it's Maradona. Did with they, these, it's just like who designed? Did they, like, what did they, child yeah, put that? Did together? they say why they went with that design? No, they never do. It's just like, <laughs> it was it's terrible. It was, honestly, that's something was wrong with the TV when I saw Milan. So bad. <laughs> it's so like, bad. Like, and they dropped it on April Fools <laughs> too, so everyone thought that it was fake. This one? Yeah. 
Those are pretty good, honestly. The UV blue uh, ones. I don't mind them. Go that much. with the very pink. Why isn't it? yeah? It's very blue. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. The pink, you, pink, yeah. The new, the new, the new UV jerseys look horrible. This polo shirt here. <laughs> Apparently, the Origi deal is uh, it's agreed. Three years, three and a half. I'm sorry, is it three or four years? Three or four years and three and a half million. Wow. Why? Why do they like, do this? It's like Paolo Maldini's getting a raise. <laughs> Got to get over that. Well, apparently they're million. quoting, to kind of finish off on Milan really quickly, they're apparently Paolo Maldini's in part of the deal to get one of the Sassuolo guys. They're going to use him as part Daniel, of the Daniel, you mean? Daniel, that's what no, I mean. Paolo's going. He's going <laughs> to play for Sassuolo now. Uh, let's get back to the worst. Yeah, we, we, you, let's go to Juve. Yeah, now. Juve. Yeah, yeah. Worst thing from the Juve Inter game that I saw from social media was the picture of Dybala crying after the match. Oh man, it's too bad. It's too. Well, that was bad. his last time playing for the good guys in that in yeah. that fixture. He's, maybe he's crying because he's like, I'm gonna have to beat these guys' asses next year. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you want? What about you, Ben? What do you want me to say? We got to talk about we got to talk about <laughs> Dybala. I don't think we've talked about it. Yeah, you got to talk about how your boy is you the, literally the backstabbing you. It's a little quick. He's not backstabbing He's anyone. Not he fault. wanted to sign. They he they agreed to a contract in October and then didn't sign it. And then Arriva Bene says they made up their mind when they got Vlaovic. It's just it seems crazy to me. It's just bullshit though, right? Like if you didn't sign it because of like these really like weird like administrative things that were going on like his agent couldn't fly over to pen the contract yeah. and only his agent could have penned the contract or something like that and and then you're like no oh, we've made it up it's like no you felt like you didn't fucking make it up, like made up your mind like you you just decided that you wanted to spend your money elsewhere and you're like this is a pretty opportune time to say that Vlaovic changed things yeah i mean like that's why ferrari was <laughs> Better after he <laughs> left, and Mattia Binotto is the greatest team principal in Formula One. No, any Agnelli owned sports, I don't know, team gets rid of guys I love. So, <laughs> Dybala leaving Juve, Seb leaving Ferrari. Anyway, um, I don't know. I, I think that Dybala and Vlavic could have worked. They, still, they showed they showed at times that they that they played like, well together. He's still playing every game because they desperately need him to perform for them to you know stay top four. Uh, I don't know. I I love all of the Juve fan like Reddit people who were like had to do this. Yeah, he uh, he's injured too much. Not worth the money. I'm like, it's not your money. I, this is not <laughs> fans. And they're like, can't. How do you justify? How can we justify paying this guy 7 million euro when he can't stay on the pitch? It's like, it's not your money. And, like, I don't know, because... He, He's better on your team than against yeah, you. Yeah, like... Yeah. I don't know. I'm big disappointed about Dybala. I think he's better on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, if he went to uh, if he went to Milan, Milan would win the Scudetto next year. If he went to... It's because uh, our trainers wait. would keep him on the fucking pitch. No, nah, nobody wants to talk about how... All these Juve players get injured all the time. Wait, wait. Milan trainers are going to keep him on the pitch? 
Seriously? You're going to get the, uh, the, the Milan lab. Ibra's played, <laughs> Ibra's played five games this He's mat. 41. That's yeah, I was about to say, that's a bad example. You lost, like, you lost Kaya for the year. You lost... What happened to the woe is Milan train? We're like, oh, we have all these injured players. All right, I mean, like, it's better than... No, it's, a, di- it's a different... True, very no, true. It's a different train. It's, whoa, we have these bad players. <laughs> we do. This is a mirror. They, ha- they don't have the injury excuse anymore. They're just bad now. It's not even that they're hurt. You guys are the same people that would have been like, Hauga is an amazing player. Yeah, <laughs> Milan look real dangerous with this kid. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Dybala going to Milan would be... Oh, I'd, I'd be wrecked. Be I mean, so good. I apologize for anyone listening to the pod hearing that just now. But the most likely scenario is... Inter, sadly. The one, the, the, one guy, like, the one guy who said that I wouldn't give him that money, it's gonna go he's gonna end up at Inter. Well apparently you guys are getting him and, and Lukaku back. Right, oh, that yeah. would just be unfair. It's just not gonna happen. Hakimi will come too. You realize like we Hakimi. need Okay. Twitter makes me laugh because you'll see one 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 tweet saying, you know, Lukaku like one quote reporter saying Inter are gonna are planning to get Lukaku and and Dybala. <laughs> Next report is Inter need to make a profit of 80 million euros and cut the wage by 30%. I don't think you can do both at the same time. Well, it's apparently you, you, are, you, are, you are planning a mass exodus. Like you have, there, There's rumor that at least four players are going to go into DeVry, Vecino, Gallardini, and Sanchez I think for right now. Really, I mean, only DeVry is really like valuable from that bunch. Yeah. Lautaro is Please too. sell Lautaro. Well, I have please, please. I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen any reports about Lautaro getting sold though. Atletico. I know that I know there's Atletico. Atletico. Not seem, like dude, I one hey, thing about Inter, hey, one thing he about He is great and he would <laughs> any, <laughs> any other team, any other team would be lucky. If there are any sporting directors yeah, listening <laughs> to this podcast. Any sporting directors who are listening <laughs> to this? Lautaro's great great locker room guy. This is, this is what I don't get about Inter Twitter is that people on Inter Twitter are like, we'll just sell Lautaro for 100 and then we'll bring in Lukaku for 35. It's like, yeah, totally. that's not how that works. I've like, been saying this. <laughs> no, I, me and Marco have a really like contentious fight Gal- this, Gal- every, almost every week. Galano thinks that he could still go for 70 million right now. He'll go for Lautaro. 70. Oh, I agree. I, I think he'll go for Thank 70. you. How? He's because go- it's just like, he's a striker and Thank people you. are like, okay. It has nothing to do with his quality. It has nothing to do. You score the thing is you score over fifteen goals in one of the top four leagues and you're under the age of like twenty six, you're gonna go for over seven. Also him being South American helps. Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I think like uh, he's gonna go to eighty he's gonna go for eighty million. I know and I it know, would be great. The I'm, only problem that I have <laughs> is that the way that Lautaro would just like spit in my face on this is if you know a English club bids for him, but he doesn't want to join that English club. Like I like Arsenal. <laughs> no, no, I, no, that's the writing on the wall. No, I'm such a big fan of all of the players being like, nah, nah. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather stay at Sassuolo than go play for Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What kind of world are we living in? Wait, back to you, though. Yes, we need to. Uh, the idea that Juve should replace Dybala by going out and buying Zaniolo is also <laughs> hilarious to me. It's like Juve should spend 50 million euro and sign a guy who's Glass to replace someone who you say gets injured too often. Insane, insane. Well, he scored three goals today. I don't care. Sanyolo's the go-to. I game. mean, I also care. it's like everyone, everyone, everyone on on uh, Twitter is like freaking out about it. They're like, "Oh my god, he's he's back!" It's like, dude, he scored he's against back. like the equivalent of a Serie C team. Like, what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think our Wednesday night league could have played better than 
the team that Roma Yo, played. We today. got we got some players in that. But <laughs> Zaniolo, seriously, like, how do you, you no no bueno? I just like he's in a corrupt Chiesa. You know that, right? No, yeah, he's a, no, he's a terrible locker room guy. He's an awful locker room. He doesn't guy. want to get a fucking DNA test because he just doesn't want that kid to be his kid. He's an awful human being. He's terrible. terrible. That's why the Zakanyi beef is for real. It has to do with the kid and and the and his girlfriend. What's his beef? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Fuck the beef. So apparently, Mike Mike probably knows more about it. But the girl that's on yellow was seeing. Um, she's she. Did she have the chi- she had the child? Yeah, she how had old the is, kid, I believe. How old is he? I don't know the age exactly. Um, but she had a kid and Daniela's like denying that he's a father. Or at least th- this is what I vaguely recall. Um he's denying that he's the father. And I think Zakani like called out Zaniolo on this. Oh. And like there's like a beef between the two as a result. Um so the fact that they could potentially both be on the Italian national team together one day is going to be fucking awesome. Well, so now I want to... like, just get the test. Like, yeah, if it's right. not your kid, just get the test. Yeah. I want to raise this question to Rocco because I feel like Zaniolo, aside from the locker room, like actually... He's ex- also boys with Moise Keen, by the way. Yeah, but Juve's doing everything they can to not sign Moise Keen now. Yeah, well... But I'm saying, like, in terms of like, the formation that Allegri wants to play, I feel like Zaniolo can work with that system. Like as like the left winger if he plays there. Yeah, if he's healthy. I'm looking at a picture of Zaniolo holding this baby. Are we sure about this whole story? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he doesn't want it. Or maybe he didn't want it in with baby. Might be a different baby. Why is, the heart, that, why is the heart over ah, the they face? They don't want to reveal the baby's face. Because he doesn't want anyone to see how much it looks like him. <laughs> he's <laughs> true. He's like, this is just me and a random baby. But go, going back to you, Vin, Yeah, go ahead. How do you how do you feel about the recent run of form though? Because after the Inter lost. They're on a decent run of form. And they're really he's trying to... One game since then? No, they've been two. It's been two. One. You he sure? Did, all, he did was, yeah, all he did was beat Cagliari, I think. I thought there were two games after that. No. You sure? Nice run of form beating no. the There's relegation. Just the one. Going down. Oh, one just the one. And then winning. Uh, who scored? Vlaovic and Delict. Are there any other rumors besides Zaniolo? I hear Zaniolo is the primary target for 50 mil. Sergey. That would be intense. Him and Max have this whole long thing. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Dusan is trying to recruit him. Really? I've just mm. been thinking about his last name and that <laughs> meme that's like... <laughs> Malenka. So you're Malenkovich, the defender, right? <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, uh, who knows what Max would do with that. You know what I realized? I forgot to post in the group when Vlaovic apparently sucked in the Inter game. I forgot to post the, the picture. Susan the, the Susan Vlaovic picture. I tried Googling Susan Vlaovic. It did not work. It was just like, did you mean Dusan Vlaovic? And I said no. And then it was like, Google shows no results for this. Dang. I, like, I, might just, I might have to look it up on Twitter. You sent it to the group chat. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's in the group chat. Uh, <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to thank Mila on Twitter for that. That was yeah. that was. But prime. now for you, though, are you happy that they're pretty much locking up fourth right now? Like you gotta be at least happy about that that they're getting closer and closer to Champions League. You did give them a ninety nine percent chance of getting Champions. Did League. we have any uh, uh, estimation on estimate on uh, <laughs> like chances of winning the Scudetto from Rocco? Did you give one of your one hundred percent on? Winning no, the no, I think Julio <laughs> gave the hundred. Julio, yeah, Julio said hundred percent that you was gonna win the Scudetto. Look, if Juve had beaten Inter, they'd be they would be right, they'd be there. right there. Yeah, they'd be on sixty-five points, and 
Inter would be on 63 points, even though Inter would still have a game in hand. But still, Juve would be right up there in the conversation, but they didn't win that game, so they are not in the conversation. Uh, Yeah, they look good for fourth place now. I think that, like, man, I thought... Napoli was going to be the team that dropped out, and Atalanta in eighth place right yeah, now. Yeah, they're t- absolutely it. shitting. I want, I want to take full credit for that. Fiorentina, hey, <laughs> coming up <laughs> the table. For- hey, Fiorentina have a game in hand. We saw this earlier. They have a That's game in true. hand. They could be what be- seven points out of fourth if they win their game in uh, hand. No, six, six, six and, points, and they'll beat Milan. So, and I think they play Juve before they, they play Juve at the end of the year. Yeah, last game of the season. Oh. Is, imagine I could never return to this house or this podcast <laughs> if Fiorentina make Champions League on the last day of the season <laughs> at, by beating at, Juve. At Juve's expense. Oh I talk about that. I think I'm pretty confident that if the if Flavich stayed at Fiorentina, they're knock on the door, if not in fourth place. Marco with the Fiorentina fourth place. I mean, no, maybe. I said this to I said. Maybe. I, I said if they I kept Vlaovic. Because when you think about it, he has what, 21 goals on the season or 22 now? He left Fiorentina with what, 20 goals? He left with 17. <laughs> you don't got to tell me that, man. <laughs> yeah. Like dog water. But yeah, Fiorentina just, I, I, I think I have my new team that I just root for no matter what. Even against Napoli, I'm just going to root for Fiorentina. Have to, yeah. I, I caught myself doing it this past weekend. The one thing for you that is it'll be tough with with injuries. Their midfield is thin anyway, yeah. and then I think Locatelli is hurt. And I saw something about Arthur getting hurt <laughs> again, <up>. again. <laughs> I, I love how He's all, always hurt. I love how Rocco's like favorite players are getting hurt, and the one guy who unanimously Julio and Rocco hate Rabiot has been healthy the whole. He season. played incredible. Can we talk about? Him. I just think it's can funny we talk, he's playing as a left winger all season. <laughs> can we talk about Rabio on? He's fucking, been on fire on social media. <laughs> man. It's been amazing. Yeah, he had the whole twelfth man. Yeah, he yeah. said hard to win when you're playing against twelve. Hilarious. Against the handball one, and then yeah, and then in the last game, I think. Uh, Cagliari got a penalty, I think, or something. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. But <laughs> he got called for a handball in the box, I think, and he, like, tweets the blurriest photo ever of, like, <laughs> the ball hitting him or something. And he's like, I still don't know what I was supposed to do. So, I mean, I'm like, this dude is on fire. His form has gone up, like, yeah. in direct correlation with his social media game. So He's got more confidence. It's true. It well, because no, no one's healthy enough to take his spot. It's only a matter of time before he starts playing center striker. And then center back. And Vlaovic goes back to center back. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably true, but oh, if he's man. playing like this, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, he looks dynamic. You got, you got to at least yeah. give him that. You want to quickly talk about the choke artists? Napoli? Yeah. Oh. Oof. Yeah. It's, Oof is right. It's the, it's the same situation we've had all year. A big game comes up. You have a chance to take points. They don't capitalize. But it's like a mental thing with yeah, Napoli. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, so now, so now, the question gets raised: like, okay, you bring in this really good coach in Spalletti, who, when you think about, it, he's supposed to tr- he's try to call. Coach. He's a very good coach, coach. tactically, and honestly, <laughs> behavior-wise, he's been like on like the Calmeran. Super amazing <laughs> coach for any sporting director. For yeah, for yeah. I love Spalletti so much. I I do like Spalletti. I do like him, but you know. It's just like you bring him in and you bring him thinking it's like he's going to kind of get Napoli over this mental block of like when there's a big game on the line and there's points to be had, they're going to have the mental fortitude to take it. And they just don't. Yeah. Like the Fiore outplayed them through the whole game. They dominated. They dominated them. 
like Napoli, they just look like they were just hung over from their win against Atalanta. Like they dominated Atalanta and then they come home. You're supposed to be more confident at home than you are in Bergamo and then they get stomped on. Not just yeah. beaten, they get stomped on. You want, there's, there's a fun fact. Out of the five games they've had at home, I think uh, five of their losses were at home of their six losses on the entire season. Five of the, so five I, of their yeah, six I think, losses. I, I think I read I that think, correctly. I think they've lost more than that. They only have six losses on the season. I thought for some reason. No, but, but but I know the the vast majority yeah. are at home. And also, like their drop points are at home, right? Like Milan uh, game in the Maradona, Inter draw in the Maradona. Yeah. Who else did they play that they drop points? I think their only loss on the road is probably at the San Siro. If they lost five or six, yeah, they lost to you. They lost to Inter. Yeah, that's it. Everything else is at home. Like, how are you going to be a title contending team? You're doing great on the road. That's a part of it, but you're suspicious at home. Yeah. How how does that work? Right. It's not a fortress for them. It's not a fortress. And when you think about it, the Napoli fans, all they care about is the team. That place. Whenever there's a home game, there's a big game. They are absolutely insane. Like, what what's going on? That video of those three, like the oh the Neapolitan God. dad and his two kids flipping out at the TV, <laughs> is so damn funny. The dialect is just gorgeous. Uh, I've sent the they, videos. They go home what what, what platform is on so our viewers can try Twitter. to get it on Twitter? I know you sent it, but I, we gotta start. We have well, to start we posting. Start share, share the video on. Uh, we gotta start sharing. We will on Twitter. <laughs> live tweet it. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's like. Like this team, like look, they're in third and they're looking more and more likely to be Champions League. That's good. That's a great place to be considering where you were last year, just relying on other, relying on other results because you wouldn't get the job done to get Champions League, right? Maybe De Laurentiis will finally spend. Well, apparently everyone's in the market for Fabian and Ossiman now. Ossiman. It's a contract year for Fabian. Yeah, they're saying Fabian's going to go for around 60 to 70 and Ossiman's going to go to the Premier League for like... They, Napoli have set the price at 100, but realistically, he'll probably go for like 80, 90. No, I think they could fetch 100 for him. I don't know. Wrong. I have no idea. I don't know. Honestly. Marco, I think you you great, you great greatly uh, underappreciate this striker market. Everyone goes for a premium. Especially for Aussie men. Like, he's, he's got all I don't it. know. I would say he's the best striker in Serie A. That's just me. Slotten disagrees. Uh, for all the sporting directors, I mean that after Lautaro yeah. Martinez. Thank you. <laughs> Second best. Second best. Second, Second best. best. Um, yeah, it's just like, look, I, it, it was it was Marco hitting Marco in the head with the bat because it's Fiore versus Napoli. So obviously, you know, was, yeah. my love for Fiore trumps all the love at all, <laughs> even for my girlfriend. Um, but, you know, we're still in third. We're still within a puncher's chance of getting the title. Again, I don't think we're going to win it this year. I don't think that we have the fortitude to do it we don't have a lot of good games coming up that benefit us in terms of potential points we can get if i look at the schedule right now we're home against roma at empoli home against Sassuolo, at torino those are the next four games those are not easy games to win that right? roma game that's tricky that roma They're game, on form. That, I, i'm calling it right now not be going to lose that game. We're going to we're gonna, uh, Inter plays them too um, they're on fire Roma's yeah. on fire roma i think they're undefeated in 2022 yeah and then they're, they're not even doing like, uh, besides their Europa League match. No, they won. They lost the first two uh, one. They lost the first. Uh, uh, like, yep. But anyway, aside from that, in Serie A, they are on fire, and they're not doing like Mourinho s like one nils, right? Like they have games. They do score late though. 
to win a lot. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the thing is, like, against a Napoli team who have the mental fortitude of our cat, like, that, that's all that's needed to beat them. Mm-hmm. Like, you frustrate Napoli enough, they're going to run out of ideas, and then you go in. And then the biggest anomaly with this team is Spalletti teams historically have had great play out on the width. In Napoli, our strength is in the middle. Yeah, because you're with players and seniors. Our, and <laughs> Lozano, who wants to play at a bigger club, but hasn't put in near the performances to get that, that move. Yeah. The only guy who's been semi-good is Politano, but again, he's inconsistent here and there. Like, thank God Insigne's leaving, so maybe we buy a left winger to come in. But, you know, I think Napoli third is probably where they're going to end up for the end of the season. It's frustrating, but it is what it is. And Fiore fourth. <laughs> Are we just going straight into game pick here? Let's do <laughs> it. This depression session of wait. So what's the punishment for Julio not being here? He gets he gets. So we didn't. We haven't done the pods. We haven't done game picks. But for this pod, he get he matches the lowest score. Okay. that someone gets. Got it. I could I could I text like him. If we pick the games, I could text him. No, no, no. He has to speak okay, that's right. on the that's pod. Right. Gonna be on okay. That's the rule. We need to incentivize that. It's All incentivizing. Right. Also, like, I need to get space between me and Julio. I don't need an inter-Dibala jersey. You know, so. if you, you know, even, you know, even if you get... Oh, my God. I didn't even think about you that. You know, if you get last point, last amount of points, shit. he still matches you. You know that, right? So you just got to be hey, good. going to tank the season. All right. Let me just... Let me just, <laughs> just hold make a new spreadsheet really quick. Also, if there's a tie for last place, they both get bad jerseys. They both, yeah, there's no winning. <laughs> there's no, yeah, you can't avoid it with a tie. Or you do a FIFA match to decide it. Oh. That'd be intense. Hey, do you and Julio play FIFA? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Julio wants to play FIFA like 11 and just play the content 3 5 <laughs> I said Julio's the other FIFA day. playing is hilarious. I tried like... Um, <laughs> I tried running an old FIFA game in my like new Xbox, but apparently those games are some of the ones that are not compatible, compatible. with the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. playing actually real quick on FIFA. Yeah. I I had switched to PES for a year because it was like twenty bucks. Or he did he did like, that once. I get it. And because Juve was in it and Juve was not yeah. in FIFA, but now I actually like that Juve's not in FIFA. <laughs> I feel more of a bond with Piemonte Calcio than I do for Juve. <laughs> Piemonte Calcio still has Dib- has Their Dybala. jerseys are cooler. Dybala's Their crest there. isn't just the Their letter. crest is great. It's like... It says, it looks it says, like it says, it says Piemonte. It says Piemonte, right? It's like a zebra in like a circle of black and But white. it has the Piemonte on it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it doesn't so have... So funny. Yeah, it doesn't have the J. <laughs> All right, let's do game picks. Yeah, so what are the... So we're going to do... I like Atalanta Verona. Napoli and Roma, I think, uh, have to get. You said Atalanta Verona? Yeah. Okay. Then you said. Udinese Empoli. That's a spicy game. You can actually buy the Piemonte Calcio jerseys. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, for like $23, you can buy one. But like. What's the. What's like. Is it like Adidas or Nike or. No, it's like. (laughs) Rebubble. Redbubble.com. Look at this. Look at the crest. It's so much better. That is better. That is a lot better. Yeah, I was about to say, it has the... It's got three stars. Yeah. Everything. I can't wait for when they eventually go back to their old crest, and then everyone's going to be like, oh my god, it's so nice. I'll miss the J if they get rid of All right, so Atalanta, Verona, Napoli, Roma, where the other... Is another one, or... I like Udinese, Empoli, but anybody else want some input? Udinese, Empoli. You're going to have to... Yeah, you got to really use your wits to make that one. 
Okay. Is there we, another? We got, we got to get all these three viewer uh, listeners to go out and watch lower level Italian soccer. So we have Atalanta. Oh, Fiorentina Verona. Venezia is a great. Did game you say Lazio Torino? Lazio oh, Torino. That's a good one. Lazio Torino. That's a good one. Juve Bologna could be a good one too. That's a that's a no. I feel like then it's too much of it. Uh, like, well, do we usually do three or four? We usually do four. four. Okay. So you want to stay with the Udinese Empoli? I don't care. We could get rid of that one. So then what do you want to do then? I don't care. If, Julio, if Julio's here, I'd say Fiorentina versus Venezia because that's who's say Venezia three now. No, Venezia is awful. Yeah, they're playing uh, so poorly. So we'll keep the Udinese Empoli game then. So what, what do we have? We have we have Atalanta, Verona, Napoli, Roma, Udinese, Empoli, and Lazio, Torino. Those are the four. Yeah. All okay. right, I'm going to start with Atalanta, Verona, Rocco. Give me your prediction. I have to pick, keep picking Verona, right? I remember last time we did picks, I was uh, big on what's his face, Gio Simeone. Right? Yeah, and I think Atalanta, their fall has been fantastical. Like, I don't even understand how this has gone down like this. Uh, 2-1 Verona. I'm going to keep going with stupid picks. Julio can't hurt me anyway. Okay. Julio is not available. Mike, what's your pick? Take like a 1-1 draw here. 1-1. Galano. Give me 2-1 Atalanta. I'm gonna go three one Atalanta. That's spicy. Wild. Yeah. All right, Galano, Napoli, Roma. Where are they playing? In Napoli. Naples. So it's gonna be, a, and that's why I'm even. It's gonna confident. be a loss. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a beautiful Mourinho one nothing. <laughs> Abraham at the death. Okay, uh, Mike. I'm going to take 2-1 to Napoli. Oh. Why is there just my screen? You said Napoli, right, Mike? Yes. Okay. Rocco? 2-2. Here comes the Marco depression pick. 2-1 Roma. (laughs) You laugh, then I'm right. I feel really good about 2-2, honestly, on this one. I mean, these sides have goals in them. Like, I don't think it's going to be a 1-0, honestly. I also think that because Zaniolo is going up against Mario Rui, he's just going to expose him. Like the bad left back that he is. All right, Udinese Empoli. I'm going to go first on this. I was bullish on Udinese at the very beginning of the season. You were right, it turns out. They're in 13th. They're not going to get relegated. Well, no, that was... Well, I said what I said. I think I said they would finish above Sassuolo, right? Wait, is that what? You, oh my God! Never mind. You're That's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, I said Genoa would. That's what I said. Even I don't worse. know what you said. Oh, I, yeah, I just yeah. remember it was dumb. Just, I think I said Salernitana. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, that was dumb early on. Okay, um, with Inez Empoli, I'm gonna go two one Empoli. I like Empoli a lot too. Who's next. Uh, Galano, you go. I want two nothing Udinese. Fucking guy took my pick. All right, Rocco, you're up. Uh, I like a little one nil to Udinese. I'm either gonna align with one of them, so I'm gonna say, give me. But Kutrone plays for Empoli. He's gotta get a goal. Give me two nil. 
with the and boys from Friuli. All right, last one, Mike. You go first. Lazio Torino. This one hurts. <laughs> Hate Torino now. <laughs> I'm gonna say three-one Lazio. Wow. All right, I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go. One one. Ooh, I was gonna take that one. Hmm. Oh, I'm like looking at the wrong thing here. Just trying to see where's this game? In Lazio, it's I in think. La- it's at the Olympico. I was just looking at all of Udinese's pictures. I'm like, none of these say Lazio. <laughs> 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 uh hmm. What have you guys picked? I don't want to pick. So I have 1-1. One, one. Uh, Mike has 3-1 Lazio. I'll take 2-0 Lazio. Oof. You guys are underrating this Torino defense. Galano, you get the last pick. Uh, I like the one one. I think I'm gonna take the one one. Copy. Yeah. You know what? Actually, no. I'm gonna take the one one. Uh, All right. In that case, I'm gonna change it. Put more skin in the game. One nothing Torino. I'm not. I'm not here to. Torino has the best defense in the league. Gabby, closer to the mic. We can't hear you. Torino has the best defense in the league. Is that a but a lots, fact, or are you just saying that because you like Bremer? Both. I'm looking at the goal. The goal. Their goals against. Right what is it? Thirty. How much is it for Napoli? Oh, I'm sorry, Milan. Oh, never mind. I'm, I wasn't looking at the top two teams. <laughs> <laughs> they're third. They're third in. Who's, who, who's one and two? So Inter has 24. They're they're one. Milan has 29. What's Napoli's? Sorry, I didn't see the. T- Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was looking at the wrong column. Sorry. Um, the top four. So they're fifth. Yeah, <laughs> they're going all down right, a spot right. every time. Yeah, I can't. I can't trust my own brother to tell me one what one. The hell the it's one are. one. That's what I'm going. With. All right, Inter has the first best defense with 24 <laughs> goals. Napoli has the second. Napoli has the second best with then 26. Juve. Then Juve with 28. <laughs> then Milan with 29. They just had an aneurysm. <laughs> and then Torino with 30. Mike, you're a lawyer. I, I don't, Say, so they say. Jesus. All right. Do we want to do the Copa predictions for fun? Well, no, we have to have Julia. When's the Copa? It's no, next we, week. It's we absolutely week. need a Julio special. We need Julio. Even if it's we, just Julio by himself. I, yeah, I don't I don't care if he has to call Amazing. in for it. Okay. So we'll have a pod next week uh, before, before the, we need it. Before we do the thing. Okay. I think that's it, everybody. Ciao, ragazzi. All right. Relax. I got to say the send off. You can't just go uh, ahead and say okay, bye. Okay. 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 Thanks, everyone. Now the spotlight's all on me. I love it. Thanks, everyone. It's been a long time coming, but we're back. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Again, we're on Twitter at the Couch on Nostro podcast Twitter. Until next time, ciao, everybody.